Hi, and welcome to the Heart Leader Podcast, where heart and mind align. I'm your host, Amber, and today I am joined by the amazing Natalie Emka. Natalie has this amazing, and I say amazing a lot because in this case, it is just off the charts amazing because she is a transformational energy and overall life coach who has a program that she has pulled together for coaches, but even beyond coaches, just for anyone and everyone to really understand how to transform throughout all layers of their being from this heart-centered space. And being a member of the Heart Leader Podcast, you know how vital that is for our very own mission. And Natalie has taken this to a whole new level. She has programs that she will talk about and dive into with us that are amazing, that you can begin to explore to come into alignment with self in a way that I'm even excited to dive into and begin to understand. So as usual, I don't want to talk so much about her. I want to allow her to share her light and her wisdom and her knowledge so that you can see what we've seen come through her. So Natalie, thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Such a beautiful introduction. Thanks for having me. Well, of course, your mission and our mission are so locked up. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Yeah. And when we met, I know kind of in the beginning, Instant we didn't even connection. talk. <laughs> it was just like, oh, hello. <laughs> so then I got to hear about what you're doing and what you have been mm. doing for years of your life. Can you share a little bit about that with our community and how it really came to be? Absolutely. Um, I am the president of With Heart Communications, and we are a training ground, training platform with courses and trainings for lightworkers, healers, conscious leaders all over the globe. And our signature program is a coach training program that takes you from knowing nothing about a coach, uh, nothing about being a coach to being a coach out in the world. We have an ICF accredited training school. And it also takes coaches who are already coaching to the next level. And we train on this spiritual and transformational journey in a way that has not been done before in the coaching industry. And we train you on how to hold space for that as a coach. Yeah. And for those who don't know what ICF is, it's the International Coaching Federation, mm -hmm. which is not easy to get accredited <laughs> through. Yeah. And you've gone through and made certain that you've met all of their requirements yeah. and are fully accredited. Yeah. And when we talk about getting a coaching certification, you don't necessarily have to go through a coaching program to become a coach. Right. It empowers you with the tools to know how to coach yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The coaching industry is amazing. The coaching and healing industry right now on the planet is just incredible. Uh, but the coaching industry is not, uh, it's not a regulated industry. Yeah. So pretty much anyone and everyone can call themselves a coach, which is also beautiful. Um, but the skill of coaching is actually very refined. The skill of understanding how to ask questions and to help your clients find the uh, answers within is, a, is just a beautiful skill I fell in love with. And when I, I started my own spiritual journey over a decade ago, and I started doing coaching, but when I wanted to go to a coaching school and get officially accredited, I knew it was, it was just a calling inside of me. I wanted to get an official certification. I looked for a coaching school that also understood the spiritual journey and what someone goes through when they go through the transformational process and how they transform, but it didn't exist. So I found a program that was as aligned as I could find at the time. And then after I left that coaching school and I had my own certification, I started coaching in my own way with my own experience with my spiritual teachers and, you know, over a decade of studying energy, spirituality, being a public speaker and trainer for a long time, I had an understanding of energy that I then used to coach with. And I 
you know, began to put the two together with, you know, the skill of coaching and the spiritual aspects. And with heart energy coaching was born from there. Um, I had a friend actually reflect back to me that I was doing, you know, I was, I was doing some, some things here. And so from there, I started to pay attention and the coaching school um, was born. And it's a beautiful journey. It's actually a nine months long training, but it's a beautiful journey that first guides you in. So we take all of our clients through a beautiful process to learn how to transform themselves, learn how to hold space for themselves. And then they learn the skill of coaching with it and how to actually do that for others. Because it's a, you know, it's a process. I think so many people are, you know, going through transformations themselves and then saying, I want to help others, but maybe without an understanding of how to do that safely. And so that's where we we sit. We sit in that little pocket to help people get even more aligned and even more steady in their own process in order to hold space for others and you know this transformation that the planet is going through in a very safe yet profound way. This episode of the Heart Leader Podcast was brought to you by Stephen Douglas. Stephen Douglas is one of the nation's leading boutique search and interim resources firms and has been recognized as a leader in identifying and providing access to top talent for clients since 1984. Whether it's a company preparing to go to the next level or a candidate looking for better opportunities, Stephen Douglas keeps the focus on the needs of the people they serve. They specialize in connecting the right talent to a company's needs while also understanding what the market demands. To learn more about this amazing organization, visit them at stephendouglas.com. Yes. And there's so much in that that I want to unpack (laughs) (laughs) because you touched on like 10 things that Mm. I feel are so vitally important. And one of those is understanding what transformation Mm. really is, Mm -hmm. because that's another thing I see starting to unfold is seeing transformational coach oh, yes. in front of a lot of individuals. And as you said, the coaching industry isn't that regulated yet. Mm-hmm. We're getting there, yes, but it isn't that regulated yet. Right. And so when you see transformational coach in front of somebody's title, what does that mean necessarily? <laughs> and what are you signing up for? How do you know what questions right. to ask someone right. who says they're a transformational coach? You have an entire program dedicated to that. Yes. What would you advise someone who is saying, okay, I'm ready to transform. Mm. I'm ready to go down that journey, especially from a heart-centered place. And I see all of these people who are starting to now add that to the front of their title. Mm -hmm. What questions would you empower them with to say, okay, you should potentially consider asking these questions of these individuals? Yeah, it's important to... um, to distinguish that just because someone has had their own transformation does not, I say this with love, it does not necessarily mean that they are capable of holding space safely for other people's transformations because everyone's transformation is unique. But there is a process that everyone goes through in the transformational journey. I call it the six stages of conscious change. And there's there's actual process and stages people go through. And when you're looking for a coach or you're looking for somebody who can hold space for transformation, I would ask questions about what their ability is to facilitate that safe space and hold safe space for change to happen. It's not necessarily about what results they have gotten because the results really are up to the client, but it is important that a coach understand, you know, the spiritual uh, journey and how experiential it is and how to hold space for that so that you then know that you're in a a space that is going to be safe. And that's important, especially when you're dealing with energy, because um, I've seen this, you know, I've been in the personal development world for a long time. And I've seen a lot of people on stages to speak and open up, you know, people energetically. Yes. And not necessarily close the the space safely um, and not even understand really what people are going through when you open up that space. So that's something we train on in our program. You know, when you're working with light and you say you want to work with light as a coach, what does that mean? What is that actually doing for people? And, you know, the impact that it's having on others. So 
you can ask those questions when you're looking for a coach too. What, you know, what uh, is your understanding of this journey and the light? Because it's important that when you're working with light, you know what light is going to do and bring. Yeah. And the energetics and the Mm -hmm. frequency and all of those levels of things. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely involved. Uh, But right now I think the coaching industry is full of, and I say this also with love, I think it's full of a lot of consultants, you know, people who are able to talk and give advice, but not necessarily help your clients find the answers within. So that's a skill, the skill of coaching. It's a very, very beautiful skill. I have a lot of love for. Yes, 100%. And that skill, even if you don't plan to go out into the industry and become a coach, it's so beneficial for your family. Oh, yes. And yourself. Yes. Yourself. I have my beautiful clients tell me now they're even, you know, still transforming, of course, after the the program is over. And they're even just that much more um, profound at holding space for themselves. So one of my actually one of my clients told me this not that long ago. She said, thanks to this program, I know how to hold space for myself with everything I'm going through now. And that is also so beautiful. It's just so important that we know how to hold space for ourselves and how to love ourselves through anything that we're going through. Yeah. So that's what that's something else that we we teach. We lovingly um, help our people understand. And that gets to a question I wanted to talk about with self love. Yes. Because we were talking about this before we started filming. Yes. Right. <laughs> we had this amazing cacao ceremony. <laughs> And oh my God, there are so many things. I don't know that an hour is going to be good enough because (laughs) the cacao ceremony we need to talk about Mm. too. And it was beautiful. And we started talking about Mm self-love and keys to self-love and that flow. And I'm like, okay, what, what to you is, is self-love and how would we define self-love? And one of the things you brought forward was compassion. Yeah. And being able to hold a space of compassion, would you be willing to dive into, like, how does compassion have anything to do with self-love? And how Mm. would you actually define self-love? Like, what is it Mm -hmm. for someone who keeps hearing the buzzword? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Self-love is an energy. And it's not, you know, it's not bubble baths and chocolates on Valentine's Day, getting yourself chocolates on Valentine's Day or having a massage. It's the energy with which you do all those things. It's a place that you tap into. And it really is that compassionate place within yourself. Now, compassion gets a bad rep. Compassion does not mean just rolling over and, you know, not not being um, fierce or disciplined. Compassion actually can be fierce. And compassion sometimes does look like being disciplined with yourself. And so when we're talking about self-love, especially in the transformational journey, it's so important that you be disciplined in your own self-love and love yourself fiercely through whatever you're seeing. Because when you choose to transform and you choose to see and really change your life in some way, it's going to be intense when you fully see what you have been doing and you fully see the new choices that are in front of you. It does, it does require you to sit in that fire, you know, that's what I call it. And then there's this process that we refer to it with heart. We lovingly refer to as the horrification process where you actually are a little bit horrified at everything that you have seen that you have been doing. And that actually is a beautiful fuel to move you forward into the transformation and the changes you want to make. But that self-love in that moment, those delicate moments is so important. It's actually the magic secret ingredient. Because if you see all these things about yourself and you start to beat yourself up, that is not going to be what moves you forward. It's actually going to be what slows you down and it's going to stall the rest of the transformational process. So it's a fine line. It's very important that you understand how to love yourself through whatever you're seeing and whatever you're going through and yet still make the change, still be disciplined. You know, it's not sitting in it. It's not wallowing in what you're seeing, what you're feeling and the things you want to change. It's lovingly uh, moving forward at the same time. Yes. All I can say to that is yes. And that's what I believe transformation is. So if we could talk about that for 10 seconds, that that wants to come through. 
I get asked a lot, you know, what is transformation? And I, the definition that has channeled through us that we put in our training manuals is something like transformation is the breaking down of the old beliefs and the old patterns and the old behaviors in your consciousness, in your field. And it's the discovery of new choices and the actual movement forward into those new choices to build and create and remember the possibilities, remember the unknown and meaning the things that are not yet in the physical, but you know are there. That is a transformation. That's the transformational process, but you have to make space for it. You've got to break down all the old pieces that are the untruths, the things that are not you, behaviors, the habits, the patterns, the things that you maybe were doing that are not the truth about who you are first, and then move into the new choices. So that's the difference too between healing and and transformation. You know, healing and transformation are not exactly the same thing. Healing is a huge part of transformation and is absolutely what happens and necessary. But transformation is really that movement forward then too. And and those new choices that you're making as a result of the healing, as a result of the seeing and the feeling and the, you know, willingness to shift something, that transformation is the thing that people it's the new choices and the thing that people actually can identify about you that's different too. You know, they're like, wow, you have not only healed this, but you've transformed this energy, this old energy into a new uh, state of being. And that's how we transform our lives. Yes. Again, I'm just like, <laughs> mic drop. Because it's true. It always boils down to choice, right? No matter what, we have choice Mm. in what is going to occur for us. That's the beauty of this journey, of any journey. It's what are you going to do now? We have a choice to choose love. We have a choice to choose how we go through it. So uh, it's not what you're going through in life. It's how you're going through it that you should pay attention to. Yes. You know, because that's the thing. We get caught up in the content. We get caught up in the, you know, the the things that are surface level, but there's actually an energetic pattern and dynamic underneath it yes. that you need to pay more attention to. You know, it's the how you're going through life that actually dictates your energetics and your field and the vibration in which you live. Yes. And that's one of the things Austin and I are very set about yes. helping individuals begin to understand mm. because there's an energetic output of this fear energy oh that we've been navigating for yeah. so long. And, you know, we've marketed and sold fear mm. almost as a product. Our negative brain bias totally. buys into it so quickly. And so we feed more of it. Okay. And when you do that, like the energetic output of that is so chaotic and we can't like moving forward through that is like attempting to move forward through sludge (laughs) i I saw that i saw that image as you said it (laughs) really can't it's like quicksand Mm -hmm. but if you look at the energetic output of love Mm -hmm. and those joy frequencies and those higher frequencies as we call them just because on the resonance field, it is a higher frequency. Yes. It's not because we're yes. saying it's better. Not better, yes. It's, it's a just, different frequency. Yeah, it's a different higher output frequency. Mm-hmm. The wave of that mm-hmm. is actually calmer, mm-hmm. more balanced, and easier to navigate. And so even connecting with another person, if you're in fear and I'm in fear, it's like yeah. crazy. And we can't, like that connection is just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if we're both in a loving frequency, it's so much easier to yes. connect. Uh-huh. Love's an expander. Yeah. So it really does expand us to be able to connect, see more. It expands all of your um, your choices too. It expands your um, your output. Like you said, it, it compounds it is what I'm trying to say. It moves it faster and forward into what you're wanting to create even just more smoothly than the fear but the fear does you know creates as well it compounds as well your energy will always compound um, but right now yeah the 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 love is the choice that is smoother and more connected yeah I think from that frequency 
But pain, you know, is a great connector too. It really does. Pain and fear, they really do connect people in a certain way. But what it does is slow things down, mm-hmm. delays your process, delays your transformation, keeps us a little bit more stuck. And that reason is because it reinforces those old beliefs, those old pillars, I call them, in your field, those old pillars of consciousness. And they um, will we'll get strengthened then. It's, you know, it's like putting putty around a pillar in your house that's already holding up the walls and holding up the, the house, right? You're like, oh, let's just pack some more on this here. Let's just make this pillar stronger here so that we can live our lives under this pillar and in this place. Um, whereas, you know, the transformational journey is bringing down that pillar, crumbling that pillar, expanding out past that pillar into that other frequency. It's not for the faint of heart, but it's a very brave journey. It is. But it is worth it. Because you're always wondering, is it gonna is the ceiling gonna cave in if I take this pillar away? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, totally. Individuals worry, but you know, even if it does, the beauty is you just rebuild it the way you desired from the start. Yeah. Absolutely. It's okay. This whole new expanded house of consciousness is waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> it's actually there. That's why we say that part of the transformational process is the remembrance of what's possible, a remembrance of who you really are. But humans are suffering from that forgetfulness, you know, that that density, that fog and that asleepness that is, you know, the real pandemic. But it's okay. We have compassion for it too, because we've all been there. If you came in a human body, you've experienced it to some extent until you wake up and move into a different frequency. Yeah. Well, comes back to the choice. So I always say too that the transformational process is one that we go through. There's six stages that anybody goes through when they're making any change in their life. But often we actually go through the stages unconsciously first until we progress around and then start to go through them consciously. Meaning you had to go through the stages unconsciously in order to you know, go find a coach or, you know, go to a new seminar or pick up a new podcast. You know, you're unconsciously um, seeking and going through those stages until you actually um, make that new choice and then start to progress around the circle, as I call it, the circle of healing into the next layer of that um, curriculum for you, where you then can more consciously aware go through those stages around what it is that you want to choose. And this is when you, this is the exciting part because this is when you really become the director of your own life. Yeah. You're like, here we go. Which then brings me to the other thing I want to talk about here. Now, up until now, we haven't really talked a lot about, you say things like you channeled in, Mm. right? (laughs) Um, I fully understand what that means. And there may be others who are watching this who understand what you mean by you channel that Mm -hmm. in. But for those who don't necessarily understand, do you feel comfortable in sharing what you mean by you channel that in? Sure. Yeah. Well, to explain this um, to everyone, you know, we really, we're all channels. Yes. We are all bringing frequency down through our bodies and we can choose what type of frequency we want to bring to the planet. So like you were talking about, um, there's a lot of fear coming in from the humans coming out of us, that energetic output. Um, and there's also a lot of love and light hitting the planet now more than ever, Yes, which is very exciting. And all that means is that uh, people are consciously tapping into another frequency, a different vibration. And how do you do that? You go in through the heart and you find it here, and then you can externally tap into those frequencies that exist outside of just us as humans, which we all know, you know, exist because there's life force energy in plants and, you know, all around this earth. So that same frequency, that same life force energy exists in every one of us. It's just a matter of how tapped into it you are or not. And when I say that, I mean, how aware of it are you or not? And once you become more aware of it, this is the process of waking up and tuning into the high frequencies on a regular basis. Once you're, you know, even more aware of it, you can start to um, 
tap into it. Now, I, I do caution if you're going to channel or you are a channeler, I work with a lot of healers, I work with a lot of light workers in our programs and in our trainings. It's absolutely essential that you be aware of what you're channeling and what you're tapping into. Because there's a lot of people right now saying, oh, I'm going to call on the guides. I'm going to call on the energies to help us. But my question then is, what guides, what energies are you tapping into? Um, We could be tapping into, you know, there's a lot happening on the other side. And so we could be tapping into, you know, some energies that maybe don't have the highest and greatest intentions. Um, And I also say that very with love. Mm -hmm. And I think there's... um, you know, an awakening in the awakening happening where we are understanding how absolutely imperative it is that if you're going to bring in light energy that you're tapping into only the highest levels of that healing frequency, that divine energetic to bring down through you as a conscious light worker um, to support the highest and greatest good on the planet. So right now there's a lot happening through media and through interesting, you know, channels um, that disseminate information to the earth um, that have humans maybe unconsciously bringing through frequencies that are not of the highest, as we say. And if you really want to do work on the earth that is in service, high divine service, tap into the highest levels of that divine healing, love and frequency and light and bring that through you. Because that's what's going to be what serves. That's what's going to be the most impactful and going to serve in the highest and greatest ways. Now, is it going to maybe upset people? Yes, I say that too with love because when you bring through light, light does what light does and light is going to illuminate. And so sometimes you'll find it does illuminate things that are not necessarily what people want to see or you know deal with. And so that is something to be aware of. We talk about this a lot in our training again. What happens when you say you want to work with light? When you bring it through light, light does what light does. Now take responsibility for yourself and your own light and what you're bringing through, um, but be aware. You know, I'm not saying to just, you know, go, okay, well, I'm bringing through light. It's their problem, not mine. I'm saying be aware of how and what you're saying and what's happening so that you can be in service still. So long answer here when I say I'm... um, channeling I'm bringing in, I'm just tuning into that high frequency inside internally in order to bring it down through my body. And then it comes through my actions and my words and the things that I choose to create here on the earth. We're all doing it. Yes. Yeah. It's just a matter of what and how. It's a beautiful response. And there's no single way to do it. Many faiths Many approaches oh, totally. to doing it. I love it. Um, there are many questions. Yeah. Is it only one way of doing it? And there isn't. No. There are so many ways. But as you pointed out so beautifully, it's awareness. Mm. Awareness to how you are flowing it yeah. in. Responsibility for how you're flowing it in. Yes. You know, you can't just come through and say, well, I told you that because you needed to hear it. Well, you know, maybe they didn't because they didn't really ask you. Oh, huge. Yeah. So important. And so getting getting permission, making sure that we talk about this in coaching school too. It's the energetic buy-in, making sure that they are, you know, at least sitting at some level of desire to be asked that type of a question before you just ask that type of question. And that's also why it's important to go through the transformational process on your own first before you become, you know, somebody who's serving so that you can be the clearest channel and, you know, bring it through that energy cleanly. Yes. Which I feel goes back again to that whole self-love, right? If we're going to be a conduit for love, Mm. we have to first have full love Mm. for self. And be a pure filter for love to flow through. And so we bring up channeling because as you, again, pointed out, we are all channels. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what are we channeling through? Yep. We are all contributing to the life force that is occurring on our planet. Yeah, It's how conscious are we to the contribution we're making? Totally. Yeah. And so... 
that's where if we can become aware of the love we have within self and how full of love we are within self, then we are becoming that clean filter. If we think about water filters, right? Yes. If you're pouring <laughs> water through a dirty water filter, then all you're getting is dirty water back yeah. out the other end. But if you have this clean, pure filter, then what you get out the other side, no matter how dirty the water is, is this amazing, pure water. Beautiful. And so by taking the time to transform and have that self-love, then as you're channeling in that energy, that's what you're sending out. That's what you're resonating. Yes. And people can feel it. Yeah. They can feel that frequency from you before you even say a word. They can tell where you're sitting. And that's why, you know, you can feel good vibes from somebody. You can feel energies, maybe, you know, vibes that don't resonate with you. Trust that because you are sensing that even um, from a place that's below the conscious mind or above the conscious mind. And it's important because that is giving you clues. So if you're resonating with someone and you want to lean in when you're talking with somebody, you want to, you know, lean in when you, you know, catch just a glimpse of something someone's saying. That means there's a resonance there. That means there's a, a connection there and you can feel that yeah. purity. You can feel their cle- their cleanliness energetically. <laughs> yeah. It's not a it's not a physical thing, it's an energetic thing. And that speaks to your program mm. because part of what separates the program that you've created from other coaching programs is that. And I've heard it called like the Clark Kent and the Superman, right? (laughs) Like you have both sides. Mm. You have the traditional coaching elements, right? You have the tools, you have all of that, but you speak to the energetics Mm -hmm. of it too. Mm -hmm. And you understand that it's not separate. We are energetic and physical beings. We're not physical beings. We're not only energetic (laughs) beings. We've chosen to be both. Yes. And so we have to speak to both. Yeah. And so can you talk a little bit about that? For days, I could talk about this. Okay. So (laughs) we don't have days, but we'll keep having you back (laughs) and you could talk about it more. Oh, this is so real, especially I think a lot of lightworkers go through this now. And we were talking a little about this uh, before we turn on the mics. I struggled with this several, several years ago after having huge awakenings, being on the spiritual journey, going through a huge, uh, you know, spiritual studentship, very formal studentship, studying under my teachers. Um, I had a very big understanding of what we're doing here. And it can be very easy then to want to disconnect from this earth when you wake up. You know, when you realize what's actually going on and that we are here having this human experience because we're so sensitive, it's so easy to then want to say, I, I see you later. I just want to go play in the, in the higher realms, play in the astral. And I went through this in, uh, 2017, really, I had a huge awakening and experience with this because I, I had a very deep desire to just go and shave my head, meditate, live on a mountain for the rest of my life and not be connected to, you know, society. And I had it reflected back to me. I had an international, big international speaking gig that was pulled um, because they said I was too spiritual and they were basically afraid of what I was going to say on the stage. Um, yeah, it was someone, you know, it was other people's stuff coming up and some fear, but it was for a group of teenagers. And so they were like, wait a minute, like, hold on. And so it, it, it got, it awoken, you know, it awakened that, that peace in me to look even deeper and go, okay, wait a minute, too spiritual. Like, what does that mean? And that to me was saying, I could, I couldn't connect to the exact people I knew I was here to reach. And so, um, you know, that was the time where I was like, I want to go shave my head, live on a mountain. And I had a huge process. And I remember looking in the mirror and seeing my face, seeing the body I'd chosen for this life, seeing the highlights in my hair, the eyelashes, the nails done, and where I was planted on the earth in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona. 
And I thought about the family that I had, that I was born into, and all these pieces. And I realized this, you know, through months, this took a time. But I realized that this process, this was A, not by accident, and B, this process I was going through was not to make me leave society. It was to help me bring this energy, this high-frequency energy into society. And this beautiful analogy channeled through in uh, a session um, a year or so after that, after I had you know, gone through my process on it, I realized, okay, I'm here. Like I've chosen this body, this name, this person to be here for reasons that I may not fully understand yet, but I know I'm supposed to be here. Like there's been no mistake. So this analogy that channeled through later that really helped me bring it full uh, picture, it was in the middle of a session and analogies, um, they're buoyant. a lot of energies come through in form of picture. And <laughs> in this session, I was shown an image from that movie, which hopefully people still remember <laughs> the movie Apollo 13 okay. with Tom Hanks. Okay, great. Um, that that movie, you know, was about how they got in the spaceship and they left the atmosphere and they were having struggle coming back through into the atmosphere. And there's a line in there where the commander, the Houston commander says, the challenge was that they had to hit the atmosphere at just the right angle. Otherwise, they were going to bounce right off. And that line channeled through in a session and I was shown that and that was the message that was being brought through by the guides at that moment. They said, "You, at your work as a being of light is not to just, you know, blast out of the atmosphere and stay out of the atmosphere. Your work is then to come back in and hit the atmosphere at just the right angle so you can come back in and help bring change from the inside out. And I was seeing at that time a lot of light workers. I was speaking to world changers all over the globe during a series I was doing. I spoke with 100 world changers in all corners of the globe. And I was seeing this theme where a lot of light workers were trying to bring their messages through and they were bouncing off the atmosphere. They weren't connecting, which had happened to me. I wasn't mm -hmm. connecting. I was literally told, you can't connect here. You're too spiritual for these people. And it really made me realize in my own process, I've got to. I got to get some, some things that, I, you know, connected here. I've got to get in and actually reach the people I know I'm here to reach. Yeah. So how do I do that? And I offer this code in now for lightworkers and world changers who are here to bring the light. Your work is to bring that energy, that high frequency energy that you can connect to down in through the atmosphere now and bring it into this society in a way that connects in a way that does get through, because that's the mission. Yes. Your mission is to hit the atmosphere at just the right angle. Otherwise, you'll bounce right off. And so, you know, I went and bought the movie after that and let myself really take in that message again and more fully because it is so profound. And I think that is what we're doing here as heart leaders. We're here to bring this frequency into this world and human and connect. And I chose to, you know, have the skill of coaching be the thing that I wanted to really focus in and learn and hone. And I realized that everyone is going through a spiritual awakening on earth and connecting it to the skill of coaching to the transformational process was going to be a way that was going to connect here on the earth. And then I also chose to get it ICF accredited for that reason too, so that we can be, you know, legitimate here and reach more people in that way. I love it. So I remember the question. <laughs> no, beautiful. No matter what, it was beautiful. How do people get a hold of you? Mm. If they want to understand more about the programs that you do offer, like even if they just want to go through it for their own transformation, how mm. do they get a hold of you? I love that. Well, thank you for asking. Withheartcommunications.com has information on our programs. You can reach me. You can also book sessions in there with me on that site. Um, that is where you will learn about our courses. And our courses are designed to help conscious leaders, light workers, coaches, healers, people who are um, no, you know, bringing light here to the planet. They know they're here to help facilitate change on the planet. Our tools help you connect. We have an intuition course that helps you connect to your intuition further. Uh, we have a course called Unshakable that helps you align to only the highest frequencies within you so you can be unshakable as a light worker and an empath in the world right now because I know we all feel so, so much and there's so much energy flying around like, holy Christmas, how do you 
how do you deal? Unshakable helps with that. And then we have our With Heart Leadership Training and our With Heart Energy Coaching Certification as well. And our Certificate in Transformation as well. (laughs) So there's some, some courses in there. It's a lot. Can you talk about some of them? So individuals would know, like if I go there and I'm like, I have no idea where to even begin. Like I've never done anything Mm. like this before, but I'm listening (laughs) because I'm interested in self-love and I'm interested in transformation, like self-transformation. Where would I even start? Like what's the first place I should go? There, Well, there's no prerequisite except a curiosity and a calling. And we find that those soul callings are usually the biggest sign. So listen to that nudge, listen to that intuition. If you're feeling like there's something here, if you're feeling like, wait a minute, there's more I need to learn. I want to lean in. Uh, We are a safe place and we do help create a very safe and profound place. And it's very safe. We take you through everything. So it's not like you have to come knowing things. It's not like you have to have an awareness of your spiritual gifts. None of that. We help you tap in in a very grounded and pragmatic way through exercises and programs and and activities and then our coach training that just take you into a deep dive into the transformational process that is um, within and waiting for you. You know, we've got a very um, astute way of explaining it, a very clear way of understanding it for yourself and then, you know, for others and holding that space. So there's really no prerequisite. You don't have to know anything ahead of time. You just have to know you're here to bring light and you're here to bring a different frequency, a different vibration to the planet, love. And we help you do it in a connected way, in a way that's practical so that you can actually serve, bring your gifts to the world in a way that actually connects. That's amazing. Yeah. Are there videos that people can explore and ways that they can get to know you a yes. little bit? Yes. Withheartcommunications.com is going to be our website. And then um, Instagram is a new business card. So you can check me out on Instagram. That's okay. a quick way to find more. And uh, we have we've just launched a YouTube channel as well and my podcast as well, which is very closely linked to this, <laughs> to the title of this one, <laughs> The Next Conscious Leader Podcast. Um, yeah, we'll have all kinds of tools and I call them codes, you know, they're codes for transformation, they're codes for you and codes for lightworkers. So I very intentionally channel down energy updates and codes for conscious leaders, for beings here to help right now. Um, and that are, you know, codes that haven't been brought down in this way before to help you learn to trust yourself, learn to love yourself and, you know, transform yourself compassionately. That's the secret ingredient is that love. And how do you tap into it? What is it? How do you find it within yourself? Like we, you know, kind of touched on and how do you use it to transform? How do you use it for yourself? And, um, yeah, we've got some tools to help. And for those who are looking for like actual physical tools, I mm-hmm. know we had touched on that we did a cacao ceremony yes. before this, mm-hmm. you know, for some, and I know in the beginning when I was introducing some individuals that I've worked with closely, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I get that there's an energetic component, yes, but I'm so used to physical tools mm-hmm. that can help carry me mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. energetic Yes. Cacao seems to be that bridge. Like it's something that's Mm, physical. Totally. But there's such an energetic component to it that can lead you. So can you talk a little bit about the impact that it has on the heart and how it can be that bridge? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, I am a proud uh, cacao facilitator and ambassador. Um, I have a company that I work with. It's actually a nonprofit organization that I work with to bring forth ceremonial grade cacao from Peru and Guatemala to the world. I use it in every single one of my retreats, every single one of my events, every single one of my speaking gigs. Anything I do, I, I incorporate the cacao you know, for myself or for my clients or for the attendees of the event. We make it at events. We serve it to everybody because it is such a profound and beautiful connector. Um, It is the cacao bean. So it is a chocolate beverage, uh, but it's the whole cacao bean. And we can link the company that I work with um, in the show notes. It's called Cacao Drinking Chocolate. And you can actually get a discount um, on your first bag, your first order, if you use the code with heart. Okay. And that is um, going to give you access to this this medicine. And we call it medicine, but it's really just a beverage that invites you into your heart. And we it comes in a powder. You mix it with water. 
you blend it very easily for yourself and you can drink it. And it opens up creativity. It taps you into, you know, that love energy, connection. I, it's such a beautiful thing. But what it does is just really invite you into the moment, intentionality. And from there, you get to choose what happens. And it's just a tool that is in the physical uh, for you to consume. So it helps move your, your energy inside physically more open so then you can receive other things. So I don't do any energetic surgery without it. And especially my one-on-ones, my deep dives, it's very important that I have it because it does open people up more. And it's not a psychedelic. It's just um, beautiful um, heart-opening medicine, a heart-opening beverage that very quite simply connects, connects you to you, connects you to others and helps you create whatever it is you want to create. Yeah. And there is like, as you drink it, yeah, you can feel yeah. the connection Oh yeah, as you put the intention <laughs> into it. Oh yes. Always now, link it with an intention. Yes. Um, it always connect it to something that you want and absolutely you, you start to feel it right away. And that's key. Mm-hmm. You let us through like a little prayer mm-hmm. beforehand. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I would say that maybe there's something to that as well. Yeah. Is there anything that you can offer around that? As we're talking mm. about intention, there's yeah. almost as much around the intention bringing you into the present moment yeah. as there is the cacao because they're almost linked. Yeah. And both of those are almost the physical connection, right? That yeah. then bridge into the energetic connection. Yeah. Well, I always pray too that. Only the highest and greatest good for all beings result from my actions, my words, um, the things I'm creating, because I I know that each and every being that I encounter has their own path and their own guidance. And I want to um, only offer assistance. I never want my own intention or my own um you know, desire to get in the way of their soul mission and their growth and whatever it is they're creating for themselves. So that's the most important piece that I include in every prayer I pray, you know, whether we're drinking cacao or we're recording a podcast, you know, I'm intentionally praying and asking that the highest levels of divine healing frequency, that God frequency, that life force energy of only the highest um, move through me for the highest and greatest in each and every person that hears the energy, feels the vibration of what we're doing so that they can continue on their path. We're just a small little piece. We're a small, um, small token on their journey, you know, for someone else. And that is um, really important to remember. You know, I think there's a lot of beings here who are helping and they're bringing light and they're bringing energy of the highest, but, um, you know, are thinking, oh, it's, it's me. I have wisdom that I'm bringing. I have things that I'm, I'm here to do. And while yes, that is a truth, it also is just a cog in this beautiful, beautiful dance. We're all dancing together. You know, we all have a piece that we're playing. So it's important to remember that and just ask to be in the flow with that at all times. And there's such an ego balancing that comes from that, right? Totally. Because again, relating it back to self-love, right? That's where folks always say, well, can't self-love be conceited (laughs) or (laughs) self-involved or selfish? But if you always take it back to that place that you just said, okay, it's an honoring of self, a a knowing of self, a love of self, but not at the expense of someone else's journey. Right. And so there's a way to consistently balance that. It's not for me to step in the way of your journey. Yeah. It's just to make certain that I'm in honor of my journey. At the same time, I'm in honor of your journey. Mm-hmm. And by having prayers like that or mantras or however it is that you incorporate it into your way of being, mm-hmm. again, to balance ego, not t- we're not telling anyone how to do it. Right. We're simply saying it's a way mm-hmm. to incorporate it to make certain that self-love doesn't 
tip into over ego or even under ego. Yes. Like saying you're not worthy mm-hmm. because you are a vessel yeah. of love. We all are. That's why we're here. Totally. Totally. I think this is the way that I found um, to lead. And that's the way that I want to lead and choose to lead, you know, is with that love energy. And again, self-love sometimes can be fierce. Sometimes we have to be lovingly disciplined with ourselves too to, you know, do the thing that, you know, you don't necessarily want to do, but you need to do. Say the no, you know, that sacred no that you need to say. Um, It's important as a leader that you understand, you know, the power of that, that no as well, that humble no. And that can be self-love too. But leading with that, um, and honoring everyone else's journey in the process, I think, is definitely a learned practice, but something that is important, especially now, you know, as consciousness is on the rise, people are more aware and you got to you give your people the benefit of the doubt. You know, they're going to feel when you're not in a loving space. They're going to feel when you're in ego. They're going to feel when you're not in vibrational resonance with the words that you are saying. And so, again, as more people become aware and wake up and tap into their own intuition, they're going to be feeling you. So leaders are um, being invited into next level integrity. And I think self-love is at the crux of that. Yes, absolutely. And when you say consciousness, we get this question a lot too. Like what is consciousness? Mm. Wow. Well, consciousness is your awareness. You know, what level of awareness I think are you sitting at? And that is different for all of us. And I think we live in smaller, I call them houses of consciousness before we wake up. That's not bad or wrong. Um, It's just a smaller, a little bit more constrained, um, restricted level of awareness. And when you wake up and you shift into high frequency, you start to expand because love is that expander and you start to see things differently. That's what naturally raises your consciousness. So I really, I think to put it as simply as possible, I think it's awareness within the human experience, the human construct. And as when I say consciousness rising, as consciousness is rising, I mean, people's awareness is rising. People's perceptions are um, awakening to higher possibilities. I love that way of looking at it because there are, there are all of these words that are now, you know, when I first entered into this arena, yeah, it wasn't talked about to the right. level. You know, I got into the quantum aspect <laughs> of all of this because there was no other field that mm-hmm. was diving into it. There was spirituality and there was quantum. Mm. And then there wasn't a whole lot of in between. Yeah. And the beauty is now there's a bridge. Yes. There is a bridge that's starting to form. Mm. But we are starting to talk about these things thanks to some amazing forerunners mm-hmm. and you being one of them. And so we all got out there and we're like, okay, we really need to start building these bridges. Mm-hmm. But now these words are starting to get thrown around without a whole lot of conscious awareness mm-hmm. around what they are. Yeah. So the more that we can bring this awareness to what the word even means at the base and the more we make it available to those who are like, okay, keep hearing this. What does that even mean? What are you even talking about? Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. My absolute pleasure. So as we wrap up here, I would like to hear from your side. As you are out there with this amazing heart-centered, heart-forward coaching program, all centered in transformation, especially toward leadership. Mm -hmm. And we see you as this heart leader that's leading the way for other heart leaders. What does being called a heart leader invoke in you from a physical and an energetic standpoint? It's a beautiful invitation. And I think it's responsibility to whom much has been given. I think much is expected. And when we have access to so much love 
and so much understanding, I do feel it comes with the responsibility to share it and to bring that heart into everything you do. And that's what um, with heart communications is really born from that understanding. And I think in actuality, we're all leaders. And it's just a matter of, because we're all leading ourselves, it's just a matter of how you're leading. So to put the word heart with leader, I think is, um, you know, leading with a frequency that you have access to everywhere in your life and choosing to bring it consciously into your experiences and the things you're creating is uh, our honor, our responsibility, our gift. And it's a lot of fun (laughs) and it's not as hard as the mind wants to make it because it's not actually of the mind we need the mind we love our brains we honor our brains um it's you know head and heart and it's leading with that heart is simpler than people think it is and it's just who you are so i think that it's a responsibility it's fun it's easy and it's also in everything that you do as a being on the earth so it's something that you step into it's something that is like I'm seeing an image right now of like you know a stamp that happens and on your soul it's something that happens I think before you come here onto this earth you're chosen and you choose to be you say yes I want to be this and you're we're always in you know different levels of remembrance around that um but being a heart leader and honoring that wording honoring that title is you in full remembrance of that responsibility that you said yes to here on earth thank you <laughs> That's my off-the-cuff definition, (laughs) and I love it. Just tapping into the frequency of it, it just feels like fun, and I think there's a new wave of this uh, frequency making itself known here on the planet, even, you know, an awakening within the awakening, and there's another level. There's the next you know, conscious leader, like we talk about, it's the people who are going to take us further. Now, we bless all of the heart leaders that have gotten us this far. We thank them, we could not have gotten to where we are in human consciousness in this plane, without the people who have brought us this far, we honor the lineage of our teachers, we honor that um, wisdom that's traveled down through the, the ages. But at this point, there are so many heart leaders everywhere. The paradigm is shifting now from, you know, just teacher with wisdom at front of classroom to a circular um, experience of life on earth where each and every person has their own heart wisdom and their own soul experience and their own curriculum and their own pillar of light that they're connected to now that there's so many of us here helping to shift the frequency on earth that there's teachers everywhere you look, there's heart leaders everywhere you look. So it's uh, it's a leadership that you step into within yourself and then people feel from you. Yeah. I could give a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but then I would not be able to talk into the mic. So I'm going to give a little standing. <laughs> Receiving. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you for creating the space for this to come out. Thank you. And thank all of you for being here on the Heart Leader podcast. We will make certain that there are plenty of ways that you can get a hold of Natalie and with heart communication. You can head over to, if you're listening, to our website and we will link each and everything that she talked about so that all you have to do is make a simple click or you can just search with heartcommunication.com and you'll be able to get a hold of her. And don't forget, we have an amazing heart leader tool that's available for you all around self-love. So venture over to the heart leader toolbox and you can download the free PDF all around self-love. Until next time, I am your host, Amber, and I look forward to seeing you in the Suivera community.
you've been listening to the Heart Leader Podcast with your host, Amber, where heart and mind align. Tune in weekly as we take a deeper dive into what it means to be a heart leader. Ready to take the next step? Join us and over 1 million people worldwide who've united in creating this global movement of love. Become a heart leader for today and tomorrow. Learn more and connect with us at Suibera.org.